0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. Tonight, my special guest is lead vocalist Joe Taylor of the band Versus. They are putting out their brand new full-length album, The Cardinal, Friday, March 3rd, through Revival Recordings. I have had a chance to listen to The Cardinal in full, and let me tell you, it is an awesome album. It's raw, it's open, it's honest. Very similar to the conversation that I have with Joe, actually. So why don't we get to it, and I'll talk to you a little bit more afterwards. So to give you a taste of what the Cardinal is like, let's start with the first single, No Safety. Enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. I am very happy to announce my special guest tonight is Joe Taylor of the band Versus. Joe, we spoke a little bit off air just a second ago. You're not really feeling that great right now, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm not not feeling too hot right now at all. That's for sure.
0: So what (coughs) happened? (laughs) I guess the question is, how did this happen? Is it something that you go through on a regular basis from all the touring? Or is it just like you just got beaten down?
1: It has a little bit to do with a lot of different things, but you know, just touring, changing climates, um, all the time, and you know, even not when you're, you know, when I'm not on tour before the tour, do we just run without with, oh, with Alice Anna.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, You know, I was traveling back and forth, doing meetings and and getting things situated for a release. So it's just like you know, just too many climates going back and forth. It's impossible. Right. I've been battling the same thing. It was a you know, a cold. And then I was on tour with it for, you know, a week and a half and, you know, it slowly lingered into pneumonia.
0: Oh, jeez, That's horrible to hear. How long does it normally take for pneumonia to work its way out?
1: Uh, a couple of weeks of, you know, antibiotics and cough medicine and uh, <coughs> I me mean, pretty much out of the woods. So within the first, you know, couple of days of actually treating it, but, you know, you're going to have that cough and I don't even know if you know what I'm feeling because my throat's so dang thrashed from you know the last couple of weeks of tour. Right, right. So you know it's a yeah, it's a process. I'm always recovering from something, so just a part of life. I'm not really too worried about it.
0: Yeah, now <coughs> me saying I have a cold is nowhere close to what you're dealing with. So that's <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, you had mentioned your throat being thrashed a little bit from that awesome tour with Alessana that you just got back from what do you normally do to take care of your voice because you have that really great gritty raw unclean vocal that you use really well so what do you do normally to take care of that um
1: honestly is if i can if i can stay healthy then you know then it's relatively easy to keep um, you know a day between you know the travel you know 12 hours of travel between shows or whatever is enough to you know enough vocal rest and stuff for me to be able to pop back and be just as strong the next night. It's just when you get those colds and stuff there, and and then you're singing on top of that, it's a little, a um, little more challenging. But mostly just a lot of vitamin C, and uh, whenever you feel yourself starting to frets a little bit as far as vocally, you know, mm-hmm. just coat your throat with honey and uh. and um, you know stay hydrated. You know, try one of the hardest things on tour is like, you know. Don't get caught up in the social environment of it when you're trying to get your vote, like, you know your vocals rested and stuff like that. You gotta stay away from any kind of drinking or and uh, and that's the main thing, just trying to be proactive. I'm not the best person at it, sure. but um, you know, I try, I definitely was a lot better on this tour as far as you know, trying to rest a little bit whenever my uh, you know, I started feeling a little fritzy, but um, other than that, like, it's funny whenever I get sick and my voice starts to gar- you know get more a little bit more lower and more raspy mm-hmm. people you know people like it they <laughs> you know so it's just they're like that sounds you sound awesome I'm like I'm dying right, right. so <laughs> <clears throat> so it's um yeah it's a uh, it's a it's a little give and a little take for sure
0: Absolutely well let me ask you this since you were just on tour with huge veterans Alisana. Did they have any tips did Sean ever talk to you about that like anything that they've helped you with along the way
1: Um as as far as you know as far as that uh, I was pretty much kind of right on you know right on key with it as far as, I mean I've been touring in the Ellen for about 7 years Right right and it's uh but you always pick up little little ad, you know little advice here and there from you know some of the most unexpected people and um so, yeah, you, I'm always learning, and honestly, every time you start, you know, losing your voice or whatever, and then you go up on stage, and you find these different methods and ways to work around it, that's when you really start to learn about yourself, it's just about action and trial, and then, you know, you, you start to just, you know, become a little bit more educated about your own biology and your... Your your particular body and how it handles situations
0: is that kind of the technique you used to find out that you had the ability to do those type of unclean vocals?
1: Um, I actually figured that out in a garage somewhere in North Carolina. There you go. <laughs> um, I always want like I always wanted to be able to. I was just more of a clean singer, doing more pop punk, pop punk band stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and I always we would always hit these bridges. That would like and that would be really high and i'd let my voice break Ah. and that's kind of where i just like uh started to learn you know on my own how to deliver those um cause i'm not like you know false cording or you know mute right screaming i'm 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 told i'm pitch yelling right right so it's like it's to the top. it's really to get that sound you just like push it to the very top of your you know your range and uh to the top of that key and just let your voice break and uh it becomes it becomes easy over time it used to be so hard and i used to get so frustrated (laughs) and now it's just like it, it seems effortless
0: very nice and i think you can tell especially on the new album the cardinal you can hear that you have complete control over what you're doing and it comes across the album very passionately and i think it works very well
1: Thanks, man. Tried tried really hard on it. It was a very rough record to write emotionally and physically. And uh, the, the guys did a fucking awesome job on, you know, pulling all the bits and pieces instrumentally together. And um, our uh, bass player, Brandon, does did all the programming and mm-hmm. um, backtracks to, um, for the record. And he works pretty intimately with, uh, with our producer, Casey Bates, and uh, Brandon was actually, um, you know, head up on tracking, uh, tr- uh, you know, tracking and helping with a lot of editing for the record alongside of Casey. Oh, OK. And um, so it was really cool to be to do it like that because um, with having a talented engineer in our band and it makes it a little easier to take the, the beginning of, you know, the, the rough part of these songs and take it to the studio and really make it to what it's going to be, you know.
0: Absolutely all of that comes across in each different track where you do do those backing instrumentals and everything. It comes across very well.
1: Thanks, man. We're really, really, really proud of this record.
0: Absolutely. You definitely should be. Just to work off of that a little bit, what was the difference in recording The Cardinal compared to recording the EP The Black?
1: Um, Well, they both are, you know, they come from a place of uh, dealing with suicide and addiction. Mm -hmm. And but um it came it came the cardinal came from um more of a direction you know it came from uh the black was a lot of it's a lot of being lost and and not really having your own you know you know mental well-being figured out and mm-hmm. the cardinal kind of actually steps into that and actually explain what it's like to live with depression, and when you, once you've once you've owned it, once you've accepted it, and once you, you know, and it's uh, and it touches a lot on the thing, you know, once I actually was able to accept, you know, my feelings, and with dealing with suicide, that you know, so that it came off, they're very similar, but they're very, very, you know, opposite at the same time. One is, you know, more post, more post healing, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, so you're saying by the cardinal, you've kind of done that healing, and now it's time for that kind of acceptance and to move on in that different direction.
1: Exactly, it went from more of a, um, you know, playing the from the emotional card of uh, being right in the middle of the shit Mm -hmm. to, okay, this is what it feels like once you've already accepted that this is your this is your your load, this is your shit, and you have to you don't heal. You know, it, it right. never goes away. Right. You just You just learn to have, to let it be a part of your, your being and, and give it some direction. And that's exactly what um, it gave us direction. Like it gave an awesome message to a more directive message to the, uh, you know, for the listener. We want people that have hope and support. People who don't, you know, feel that they can reach out to people without feeling stupid or feeling weak. Mm-hmm. So it's, um yeah, it definitely comes from a place of uh, unified healing for everyone, you know?
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that message. How did you get the, I guess maybe the right word is courage, to put so much passion and to put so much honesty in these tracks and really go for it on the Cardinal?
1: Life has a funny way of, um, you know, whenever you feel like you've lost everything, you don't really have anything to lose, man. It's just mm-hmm. you don't have... You have you're not really worried about whether like I can't remember the last time I really, really, really w- was worried about what people thought about me. I've accepted myself and my my shortcomings, my mental shortcomings, and what I've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just um, it just is it's a part of me, and I'm not ashamed of it. I used to I used to think it was horrible. I used to think that the things that I tried to do to make myself feel better were just the worst things, and they were terrible things. But they they gave me a bridge to figure myself out and get to the other side and actually know why I feel the way that I feel, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, that's a very powerful message, actually. And I know you know that. Now, when you're deciding on writing lyrics, and you're getting together as a band, how do you approach that topic or these issues with the band itself? Was it something where all of you were in agreement? or was it something that you had to push that this is the way you needed to get your voice heard
1: i wasn't they were they never questioned it they never they were there they lived through the whole same thing that i lived through mm-hmm. it wasn't it might not have been quite as personal but they were extremely affected you know they sure. you know anytime someone that you care about is going through a time like that and it, it's that's what friendship is that's what brotherhood is and that's what they did you know they never questioned it they in they they knew that it's, it meant something, mm-hmm. and they stood behind it just as much as I do.
0: That's great. Were they part of the lyrical writing process for some of this as well, or did you take the helm on all of that?
1: Um, I, mostly me. Um, we have a clean vocalist, Josh. Yep. Who uh, also plays guitar, and he had a lot of input. You know, and, and there's a couple songs on the record in which <coughs> he took the direction and what I was, you know writing about and um and you know completely wrote the whole song and oh, okay. yeah we have a couple tracks there's one uh a track on the record called The Silence where he yes. wrote in the entire, you know in its entirety
0: it's a great track
1: and yeah and then there's a uh a piano like a um like a piano song that we put on there called Empty that re- mm-hmm. he recorded literally like i don't know man like the last day we were recording oh really and, okay yeah and it's just like he just knew You know, we were all, it's just, it's weird how connected it is. You know, he just knew what he needed to go for and what he was, and and what he needed to dig in within himself to actually obtain that message.
0: That's really great to hear that you guys have that kind of connection. How did you end up meeting everyone? There was the previous band, Lakeview Drive, correct? Yes, sir. So did you guys meet mostly in that band and then change into verses or was there some time in between as well?
1: Um, well, me and Brandon are the original members of Lakeview drive. Okay. Um, and we relocated to Seattle to do our last, the last Lakeview record. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we went to some, you know, th- that's about the time where I lost my stepdad and, uh. um, where we, you know, started getting into this whole thing and I lost my mind for a little while and, um, yeah, Brandon kind of stuck it out and dealt with the, uh, you know, the mental shortcomings of that time, sure. and yeah, and so we eventually, once I got my, you know, wits about me again, mm-hmm. we picked up a few new members of Lakeview Drive, and those guys, the last tour we ever did as Lakeview, we, um, you know, the lineup in which we had during that tour ended up being the lineup of Versus once we rebranded, wow. minus Josh. We picked up Josh, um, after the black record cycle, you know, at the very end of it, before we signed a revival. Right. And now he's, a, he's an extremely intricate piece of this band now. He's, you know, one of the voices as much <laughs> as
0: I am. Oh, very nice. So was that rebranding like a new direction as well, kind of from what we were talking about before, where you just needed a new start with where your life was at at that time?
1: Yeah, I just needed to disconnect from that part of my life. I needed to let it be what it was and let it die and um you know i tried to treat you know like a lot of people have in the past i tried to treat um depression with alcohol and drugs and it didn't it didn't really work out and um so you know it just needed it just needed to to go away it needed to be something new it needed to be something that we were all in love with again you know
0: right Right, and that totally makes sense, especially going from, like we spoke of, the black to now the cardinal, where you're in that certain direction. The symbol, the cardinal, what does that mean to you? Because I know you also got recently a tattoo of it as well, right? Well, I,
1: yeah, I got, I got it recently. Um, Anthony, our drummer, got one on uh, his back, too. And, you know, the tattoos are of the bird, the cardinal, mm-hmm. but, um, and that's the symbol of you know the record and that's the most uh visually um you know i guess it's the most tangible thing for people to you know be able to see but the actual message the cardinal in the in the definition of it in its most generic form is uh important that's what cardinal that's what the definition Mm -hmm. of cardinal is right and um and that just matches the message you know like this message is extremely important to us and we wanted, we wanted to get it out, and that's
0: what we're doing. As you've been kind of promoting and talking in interviews, has everything been positive? I know Revival has been behind it 100%. Is everyone enjoying it as much as I did?
1: As from everyone who's heard it so far, people are ecstatic. I mean, that's Very the nice. thing, you don't, like, being, you know, being a week and a half from release, like, we don't, the consumer hasn't heard it, so it's, it's like we don't know. What people are gonna think, but we do at the same time because all these, you know, producer friends and friends and bands that mm-hmm. we tour with, and they're all just like, this record is awesome, this record is amazing, we can't wait for it to come out, like it's gonna be great, and uh, I think it'll be received well, but you know, it's um, it's gonna be there. That's what matters. Right. It's gonna be there for the people who need it.
0: Absolutely. When you were out on tour, which tracks did you play in your set to kind of let people know what was coming?
1: Um the first one and the first one that we played is uh no we opened with an old song called Annie from yeah. the Black mm-hmm. and uh then um we played Stoneheart. Okay. And the, yeah, we played Stoneheart and then No Safety. And then between No Safety well after No Safety we had this uh, you know, interlude and where I got to talk to people, um oh, and that's where we actually talked about the message and actually uh, every night we give kids an opportunity to understand that they can reach out to us personally and talk to us if they need it, Great. and or after the show, um, and it's um so we played the Cardinal, mm-hmm. actually the oh, title okay. track of the song right after No Safety after that talk, and so uh, it's a really that's always a really powerful part of the night because um people. Just, you know, we, we can sit there and talk about the message and then they can hear the Cardinal and understand it.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's a pretty good intro to the album itself. Is there anything specifically track-wise that you're looking forward to playing live? Or even just in general, I know you want the whole album out there for everyone to hear, but is there anything you really look forward to, like a favorite track?
1: Um, yeah, it, it's funny because like, we have a CD release show coming up and we've been, you know, all bickering back and forth about what, <laughs> what, you know, sure. what new songs are going to play. Cause we've, you know, we played new songs on the tour. And we're going to play most of those songs we played on the tour. Right. And we're going to add some other ones. And, uh, but, um, I'm really stoked to play, um, a song called Polly. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the harder tracks on the record. And, it, Oh I I don't know if we're gonna play it at the C D release or not, but um it's uh it's definitely one of the more challenging and technical songs of the record as well. So and it's it's just a very raw song. Right. It was it's and it just touches on, you know, um losing connection you know, intimate connection with people. Um, you know, I used to be a very like emotional and loving person and like wanna feel love and wanna be in love and mm-hmm. it's you know, it's just, uh, it seems very dull to me now. Uh, it just doesn't happen like it did. Right. And my somewhere in my hardwire ring has changed that, you know. And and that's what the song is about. It's basically about treating depression with, you know, sex and all that good stuff. Just right. ignoring ignoring the problems, trying to find a temporary solution.
0: Do you find that when you're out on tour and you were able to play those tracks and you give your message out to everyone, do you see more people come up to you at the merch table and everything? Are they sharing their stories with you as well? Is it Absolutely. connecting? Awesome.
1: That's, that's like the, that's the best part about it is like at least one person a night, you know, it will come up and be like, either they lost their brother to suicide or they lost their best friend to suicide. And, and it's always the most unexpected people mm-hmm. like, um, You know, recently, and those, these are the hardest ones to deal with, too, is that, you know, you'll have a, we've had a, you know, I've had a six foot something Marine walk up to me. And, uh, and he was, he started, he, you know, didn't want to get all personal on me, but he was, you know, he wanted to get it, you know, show his appreciation for the message. And he um, got about halfway through telling me that, you know, while he was on deployment, he lost his son, I mean, his brother to uh, suicide. Oh, wow and and to see and and like halfway through that he he started lo, you know he started losing his grip with his emotions and uh, you could you could see that one tear start rolling down his face and like when when you give us you know a giant marine walk up to you and break down like that you understand how real this message is you know what i'm saying
0: right absolutely Man, that's got to be yeah. Not only difficult for yourselves to go through that, but then also to have people unburden themselves to you. It's also got to feel pretty amazing knowing that that message is getting out to people and getting out to them the right way, and they're actually hearing it. It's
1: very gratifying. Yeah, it's very gratifying that the me- that the out like that the music is being received and the and the message in the music is being received at such a you know, in, on such an intimate level, and how it's really actually connecting with these people who are going, who went through similar shitty ass situations as you did.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, um, yeah. So it's, um, it's very empowering. It's very hard at the same time because whenever you see someone break like that, you know how that, you know why they're breaking. You know how, how, you know how they feel. And there's nothing you can really tell them to make that go away. And that's why I tell them there's not, there's not a easy fix, but we are the fix for it. We are, we are the antidote for each other. It's right. a support system that needs to be, you know, appreciated and cared for. And um, something I say almost every night is during that speech is look to your left and look to your right. Chances are whoever's right beside you, you don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for some reason you haven't turned, you know, to that side and say shook their hand and say you know I hope you have a great day I hope you're having a good night hope you're enjoying yourself like it's just something we don't do as humans for some reason like
2: very chances
1: are you and that person could be best friends you know what I'm saying like everybody's too worried about what's going on around them or what people think that they're not worried about you know creating a network of support for everyone, you know? it could Life can be so much easier if we just worked together a little bit more, you know?
0: Absolutely, that's a great message. I think, for me anyways, the way that I reach out is through the show. So we do multiple different shows a week, you know, movies, music, interviews like this one as well, and it's extremely open. You know, a lot of it can be comedy-based and whatnot, but that's one thing that we don't do on here is really do major characters or anything. It's always anything that's happening in your life you're basically talking about and sharing and we mostly do that through music and through our passion for that music as well
1: exactly and no you have a great outlet and that's that it's a beautiful thing i mean the whole network thing i was just talking about a network of support like i have a i'm in a band that that has this message and you have this podcast outlet and you're putting this on your podcast Absolutely. you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. that's how it works that's how that's how people work together to get something out that's not hey buy this for ten dollars it's hey here's a message right here's a message for you and we want to get it in your hands however we have to
0: and there's also an extra thing that I wanted to bring up too I just saw this because I think you just made the announcement on Facebook but you're also working with a suicide prevention charity with the release of the cardinal. Do you want to go more into detail with that?
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Um there's a group in Seattle called Survivors of Suicide and <clears throat> it offers counseling and um, to, you know, everybody, not just people of low income, it's to everyone. My, you know, my stepmom um, who, you know, was there to deal with the, you know the death of you know, the suicide of our, my father and uh, right. it's uh it's uh that that group gives her a lot of hope and here two years later it still does you know and these these are company you know this is an organization that helps people get to the place where they need to get the help that they need if right. they, even if they don't have the resources themselves or the financial ability and um and that's what we want to do. We want to we want to make sure that, you know, there's some people that can get some help that normally wouldn't seek it because of, you know, money or didn't have the nudge to do it or because they you know thought they were crazy or something. It's it's it, it speaks on many things. So we're going to we're going to donate a dollar from every uh, record sold of the Cardinal and we're going to take a dollar from that and we're going to give it to them. And we're going to help we're going to help some people.
0: That's awesome. I will have a link in the description for this episode so that everyone can pre-order and do all that because that is awesome. I don't think you see that as much as I'd like to see it.
1: Yeah, well, people are chasing money. People are trying to, you know, balance books and, you know, be the next billboard. You know, it's a, there's a bigger picture here. Right. there's a way bigger picture here and we plan on putting some light on it and you know doing our part and hopefully it motivates other people to do it as well you know this is we don't want the spotlight on this we want it to become a thing for others as well like we can all help and and the cool thing is is that's what this whole situation does it's like yeah you can buy a record that's dope but like literally Your money is going to help people that need it, not just to a record label or just to us or to, you know, a uh, distributor, you know, it's going to people that need it.
0: Right. Absolutely. And on that kind of note there, with such an important message that you have and knowing what type of band you are, what was your decision process like when you were deciding on what labels to sign with? How did you decide on revival recordings?
1: I mean, it was it was a pretty easy call in the end of the day whenever it wasn't so, you know. Uh, of course, there's numbers that, you know, you have managers and numbers that are getting gone over and negotiated and mm-hmm. back and forth and this and that. But we had a good way of separating that from while we were actually there. And, um, Revival stands behind this, the message as much as they do the music or the image of the band. It's, they, they are extremely supportive of it. They get it. They want to be a part of it. And they, there's never a no when it comes to getting this message out. It's always, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's do this. Like, and it's, and that's rare. That's rare with any label these days. Like right. it's rare to actually be able to see on a level playing field as you know your label, and it's it's a beautiful thing. So it was a pretty easy decision, you know.
0: And yeah, that's what I like to hear as well. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Revival Recordings as well. I didn't expect anything less in that answer. It's just nice to know that that's also what you see there. Oh, so it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, just an extra thing too. So with all the very hard times that you've had in your life, you have your message for your band. Are there any other bands that you listen to? Does music help you kind of the same way music helps me, which is getting through those tough times in life? Do you have any bands besides your own music that you listen to that get you through those tough times?
1: Yeah, I mean, I listen to... Um, it's funny because I'm in a metal band. I listen to like a lot of sad, indie. Like One of my favorite artists you know, she's been one of my favorite, probably like the last year mm-hmm. is, uh, her name is Julian Baker. She's just oh, like, yeah, yeah. This just like this tiny little girl who plays on a telecaster and an amp, but doesn't play with a live band and just pumps out these songs that are just to cut to your freaking core, man. Right. Yep. And that, that, that's the stuff I like, the stuff that challenges me emotionally, the stuff that forces you to, to feel and think. And, uh, you know of course i listen to hard bands too like i listen you know one of my favorite bands of the last year is you know i've been listening to a lot of plot and you oh sure um yeah. and i'm a big like um one of my favorite records ever released in this genre is um the self-titled bassas and with kova reber oh sure um like that record was amazing like that record probably changed my life honestly i listened to it in high school and i was just like wow yeah like, how do you write that absolutely and then my band now shows me exactly how you do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> that's great so it's yeah it's a cool thing
0: you just mentioned even listening to someone that's kind of outside of the scene how would you kind of get into this music in general
1: oh my uh my step uh my stepdad uh in north carolina mm-hmm. um he actually raised me you know um I, I didn't really know my you know my biological father too well, but my stepdad raised me down in North Carolina, and man, I was like little. You know that's back when now now five was out. You know what I'm oh. saying? Like, <laughs> like I was I had the stereo and like all a book of CDs and, and crap. You know yep, what I'm yep. saying? It was so it's just like I was listening to like Nelly and. Oh, man, uh, freaking, you know, R. Kelly, like, whatever was on that, like, pop radio or or rap radio, and, and, um, as I was starting to get about, you know, probably 10, you know how you are as a, you know, a kid, and being a guy, you want to be like your, you know, like your male, you know, role model, which is usually your father or the guy who raised you, Yeah. and for me, that was a man named Kevin Taylor, and, uh. He was a Leonard Skinner loving <laughs> Z C top loving NASCAR enthusiast and I inherited every single one of those things from him. <laughs> I just wanted to be like him so bad. Like sure. I wanted him to you know, he wasn't he wasn't my biological father, but he treated me like that my whole life from when I was six months old and
2: Absolutely.
1: he and so like I just like remember I was like, I just need I need to like that's what that's what my dad listens to. That's what that's what's cool. Like my dad's the coolest person I know. <laughs> like, why would I listen to the same stuff he listens to? Sure. So then you start listening to Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top and Guns N' Roses, and for you know it, he bought me my first guitar, and you know I was just on the rock music, uh, and I couldn't stop. I haven't stopped ever since.
0: Absolutely. You know what? That's actually really strange because I completely understand where you're coming from, but I have that complete opposite thing where my father listened to a certain style of music and I completely rebelled against it. And went in the opposite direction, and that's where I am right now. Is because they listened to, you know, Guns and Roses and country music and everything like that. And I said, nope. From a very, very young age, as soon as I heard bass drops and everything like that, that was my scene.
1: Oh yeah, like you got, like you, you definitely are a product of your environment, and yeah. uh, and that's that's something that I definitely learned
0: from a lot. You know? Do you remember the band Taproot?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Mac, uh, our guitarist, Mac, and uh, um, our friend Cade from uh, a band we were just on tour with, Best of Collide. Oh yeah, they were, literally were just in the back in the green room like a few nights ago playing Taproot songs. Really? So yeah, that's hilarious. Mac is yeah. <laughs> Mac is an extreme like new metal enthusiast, and any all the all the new metal influence you hear coming into the band mm-hmm. mostly came from
0: him. You know? Oh okay. One of the stories I always remember of of me and my dad is we were driving and he let me put one of my albums in and it was that first album from Taproot, Gift. And I remember putting it in and playing the songs and he got so mad at me. He was like, why do you listen to such depressing music? And I I remember laughing. I don't know, that music has always made me feel good. Even if it has technically a depressing message, which is really just often just being honest and realistic about what people are going through, that actually makes me feel better because I know other people are going through something similar. It's absolutely. So absolutely. sorry that that story just came to me. I was just thinking about. No, <laughs> no, absolutely. No,
1: we are we are all products of an environment, and it's 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 a good it's a good thing, you know.
0: Uh, I was very funny to hear that other people are listening to Taproot too because I just recently started listening again and by the way you were just out on tour with vesta collide that new album new obsession is amazing
1: it's incredible man i can't sleep like well f- i listen to it like every day of that tour like it's such a good song
0: how did they do live while you guys were out with them
1: incredible yeah like the I dudes figured. are tight as <laughs> crap every night like yeah man they were just no no complaints on those dudes at all they're just like Super good group of dudes, and they write incredible music and they know how to bring it live.
0: That's awesome to hear. You were trying to, you know, rest your voice and everything, but are you one of those people that goes out and watches the bands pretty much every night? Are you back there at the merch table? I know you talked about being back there and talking to people, but are you also watching sets?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I hit side stage at, at least, you know, once for every one set every night. You know what I'm saying? And, just, uh, and I usually have my times for it when you know I know which song are my favorites and I'll pop in at that part of the set. Ah, and sure. I mean, it's just like being able to pop in a CD, except you're, you know, you get to listen to it live and you know exactly when it's going to happen. So it's just like, you no, know, it's a cool thing. Uh, um, a lot of fun things happened on this tour, but, um, you know, most of it was dodging pneumonia.
0: Yes, <laughs> unfortunately, that sounds terrible. It sounds awful. Well, when you don't have pneumonia, and you're at home either in Seattle or North Carolina. Do you go ahead and go to live shows when you can? Do you still go out and do that, or are you more of a homebody? I'm a
1: hermit when I'm home. Yeah,
0: I've been that. home.
1: For, I've been home for uh, God since the twentieth, and I have not left and I haven't left.
0: <laughs> Wait, but you're you're living in Seattle now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you're in Seattle. How did you not leave your house to go see the new Fifty Shades of Darker movie?
1: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've, man, even if there's a movie that comes into theaters that I want to see, chances are I'll probably catch it when it comes on Netflix.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. I just see. I assume everyone from Seattle is a huge fan.
1: Oh, they—they, they, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's a giant thing, you know. But it's uh for I'm I'm my I'm my own little weird bot, man. I just literally need to unwind and stay unwind, you know, unwound and be, you know, just be with myself. Right, right. Especially when you're just you know popping city to city mm-hmm. all the time and traveling. When you're home, I'm just like freaking stoked.
0: No, it makes total sense. What do you normally do for fun then? What's your unwind?
1: Well, um. I just like, I love watching movies, man. I love watching movies and listening to music and sitting in my own thoughts, like writing, you know, coming up with different lyrics and pondering different little business ways of, you know, doing different things in the industry. And, you know, obviously I do probably a hundred emails a day. Right, right. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just like uh, my life has its own little schedule and it doesn't really change too often unless we go on tour or something.
0: Now are you already planning the next tour? Are you also writing for a next album as well?
1: Oh absolutely very. Nice. We never stop recording. We never stop writing and uh, yeah, we got a lot of touring coming up for this year. We don't really you know have anything announced at the at the moment, but mm. we uh, we have planned for quite a bit of touring this year.
0: Oh, very nice. Now, just to go back to the movie thing real quick, because like I said, I do have a podcast for movies as well. Anything that you've seen recently that you enjoyed, or anything coming up that you're looking forward to?
1: Uh, probably looking forward to this new Power Rangers movie. Honestly. Yeah.
0: Are you a old fan from the past? Kind of. Oh looking yeah. Forward? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I mean,
1: why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you be a fan of you know watching someone get punched in the chest <laughs> and then seeing like. worth of pyrotechnics going off behind them (laughs) for some reason.
0: Absolutely. What I thought was funny, because I didn't know the original backstory of like the Japanese Power Rangers, where it started. So when I saw that trailer for the new one, they get superpowers, basically. And that's not how that old live action show used to be. So I was like, what are they doing here? But apparently now they're actually following what it's supposed to be like.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be darker. Yeah, i I enjoy the the more reality and darker um sides of things and they're just more raw you can relate to them
0: more I agree with that for sure well Joe I think I got all my questions answered is there anything else that you wanted to go over before we wrap things up
1: yeah go pre-order our new record at mm-hmm. you know com, and or if you're in Seattle pick up a take uh, a pre-order card from us personally, and you'll get a ticket to the show for free. Awesome. And $1 from every record sold goes to survivors of suicide and helping people get help that they can't get themselves.
0: Like I said before, I will have links in the description (coughs) of this episode for every single thing to support versus. That way everyone will have an easy way to get there. Once again, the Cardinal comes out on March 3rd, through Revival Recordings. It is an amazing album. I very much enjoyed my time listening to it, getting ready to talk to you, Joe. I am a huge fan. This was great.
1: Thank you so much, man. I am a fan of yours as well.
0: Ah, thank you very much. Well, Joe, I want to wish you the best. I hope that you kick this pneumonia really quick and that you can really enjoy that hometown show that you're doing on the 4th, and that way everyone can really experience everything the Cardinal has to offer.
1: Well, they're going to get it regardless, my man.
0: (laughs) I have a feeling that would be the case.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. It's been a
0: pleasure. Thank you again. Much appreciated. Have a great night. Take it easy. Everyone, welcome back to change things up a bit. That last track you heard coming out of the conversation was a track that Joe mentioned. It's called Annie, and that is off of the EP The Black. I thought that was a great conversation with Joe. It's unfortunate, obviously, that he had pneumonia. We had talked about that before going on the air. If he wanted to do the conversation still, and he did, he's working very hard and toughing it out through this tough time. You know, the album's coming out on Friday, so he has a lot of press to do. It was great for him to take the time out and talk to me about everything in his life, as well as the message of the band and what they're going for with The Cardinal. And I love hearing that stuff. For people that listen to the show on a regular basis, they know how open and honest I am and how much I appreciate that in the music that I love. And this album, The Cardinal, really showcases that. I'm really happy for the guys with this album. So make sure to support Versus. Make sure to support Joe. I have, like I said, links in the description of this episode so that you can pre-order The Cardinal. As we talked about during the conversation, a dollar of every pre-order is going to charity for suicide prevention. So not only are you getting awesome music and supporting a great band, but you're also doing some good as well. Also... Don't forget to support Ian Hates Music. Not only do we do Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition, where I have awesome artists like Joe, but we also have Ian Hates Music Weekly Edition, where my co-host Jackson and I go through all the news in the scene, new songs, album reviews, and everything in between. You can find all of this for free. Just follow the links in the description of this episode, and you'll get it all. I'd like to thank Joe once again for being on the show and toughing it out through pneumonia, which is crazy. That was definitely a new one for me. I'd like to also thank Jen for helping set all of this up. Once again, it is much appreciated. And obviously, Revival Recordings for always getting behind these great bands. I'm going to say it again because I truly believe it. The album, The Cardinal, is really worth your time and money It is a great album, so make sure to pre-order it. Even if you can't do a pre-order, make sure you pick it up. You know how important those first week sales are. So we'll leave you with one final track from The Cardinal. This is the second single. It's called Stoneheart, and I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.